Welcome to Dr. Dominic New Love Ality's podcast. Dr. Dominic New Love Ality is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of the principles of God's Word. He is the founder and leader of Living Faith Ministries International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ, to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Dr. Dominic Newlovality is worth hearing. Lift up your two hands, let's just thank him for life. Just thank him for life. Remember, other people went to bed last night. They couldn't get up. The mercy of God have kept you awake this morning. If you can hear my voice, it means you are alive. If you can pl- clap your hands, it means you are still alive. If you can shout, it means you are still alive. Come on, somebody. Glory. Come on here. Lift up your voice. Let's worship him. Let's worship him. Come on, let's worship him. Come on, let's worship him. Yes, okay. We recognize your dominion and authority over our lives and on this earth. We we recognize your rulership and your dominion over us. This morning we lift up our hands and worship you. There is none like unto the God of Jeshurun that rise in the heavens for our help. You You are our helper. This year is our year of supernatural advancement. Whatever we do shall prosper. Father, you have gone ahead of us. You are making every crooked path straight. Nobody will take what belongs to us. The wind of God is blowing in our favor and bringing to us what is ours. In the name of Jesus, bless your word and ministry into today. In our heart, touch us. Move us in the right direction. Take the church in the right direction. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name, take your seat. Amen. Amen. I want to welcome all of you this morning. Amen. And I want to thank God for Apostle Yima. Amen. A very good son. Come on. Let's stand and let's let's appreciate the servant of God. Excellence. I smell excellence all over the place. Amen. Hebrews chapter number 13, verse number 5 and 6. I am uh, um, speaking this morning on overcoming greed. Oh, greedy people are very miserable. Greedy people are the kind of people when they owe, they will never pay if, even if they have the money. If you are here and you owe somebody and you can pay and you are not paying, you are very greedy. Greedy people are the people who can keep money in their hands when the interest rate is 45% and they will still keep the money, they will never pay their credit card bills. They will keep, keep paying minimum dues, minimum because greedy people can't part with money. Greedy people are the kind of people that will keep the money in their house and wear the same thing for 25 years. Greedy people. 
One of the most miserable people on earth are greedy people. You can't build with greedy people. Greedy people will never give God portion to him. Very miserable people. So the Bible says that let our conversation be without covetousness. In the Amplify, it says, let your character or, or moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions. And be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For God himself has said, that's the Amplify, I will not, I will not in any way fail you nor give you, nor give you up nor leave you without support. Oh my God. This year, the Lord will never leave you without support. Uh, do I have some believers in the house? I'm not here. Do I have some believers in the house? This year, anywhere support is, support shall find its way to your life. I decree and prophesy favor from the north, from the south, from the east and the west to you. I decree by the word of the Lord that monies are coming to you this year that you have never thought of. Come on. Have some believers in the house. The wind of God have asked, started blowing already in your favor. Come on, I said the wind is blowing in your favor. Can I have a big amen? The Bible said from the Amplify, God Himself has said, I will not in any way fail you nor give you up nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not. I will not. He keep on saying, I will not, I will not, I will not. I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax and hold on. So take comfort and encourage and confidence and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear, nor dread, or be terrified of what can man do to me what can man do and so the bible says that be let your conversation be without what covetousness and be content you know the reason why i'm content i can be content because i am not defined by what i have people who are never content about what they have are people who are defined by what they have i am not defined by what i have I am defined by who I am. It is who I am that brings me what I have. And so you can take everything from me and I will not worry because who I am will still bring to me. It doesn't matter where you place me on the face of the earth. I will still survive. I will still succeed. I will still prosper. Oh, I, I, I just spoke to about three people right now. <laughs> Come on, say Amen. I am never perturbed, I'm never worried, I'm never worried about where I am or what I have and what is not happening because I know that I there is somebody inside me. And I also know that I have developed myself to a place where no matter what happens, I will be on top. May you be on top. I'm not here, I say, may you be on top. If you don't understand these simple principles about life, Pastor Yima, then you will be doing all kinds of things to support your image. That is the reason why people buy all these uh, fake Louis Vuitton bags and carry <laughs> carry them around, you know, trying to trying to build up their image. And everybody know that the bag you have is fake. It's from Chinatown. 
because you need to build up your image. I don't need, you see, when I buy these, all these bags, I don't even want the one with all the logos. I, I buy the bag because of the quality of the bag. I am not an ad advertisement board for Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton will never use me as a, an advertisement board and ad advertise his product. I would rather carry something that have Royal House on it and advertise Royal House. Come on, am I talking to somebody here? We need to overcome greed. We need to overcome covetousness. Understanding that it is not who, what you have, but who you are. Amen. Greedy people are also covetous. Covetousness and greediness are twin brothers. It is like envy and jealousy. You can't separate the two of them. May you never be caught with envy and jealousy. I decree and pray for you that whatever is yours shall come to you. Oh, I'm not talking to somebody here. You don't need to envy anybody for what they have. I decree and prophesy that yours shall come to you. Am I, I, I here by myself? I, I feel like this morning I'm here by myself. I say, what you need shall come to you. The Lord shall give you your portion. I, I prophesy this year. You shall never go without. God shall bring to you what you need. Come on, shout amen. Am I talking to a believer here? I decree by the word of the Lord that by the time the year is over, you'll be jumping around and running around. Nobody shall take what belongs to you. Am I talking to a believer here? Lift up your voice and give me a big amen. Am I talking to a believer here? You don't have to do that. It doesn't happen at all. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 5, let's look at these scriptures here. He said, For this we know that no whomonger, whomonger, no unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater have any inheritance in the kingdom of God. So now watch this. Every covetous person is also an idol worshiper. So most of us are worshiping idols. Every covetous person, every greedy person is also an idol worshiper. So ask your, your neighbor, are you worshiping idols right now? In 1 John chapter 5, verse 21, one of the most simple scriptures in the Bible. I love it because it's so easy. That's the last verse of 1 John. And it goes like this. Little children, keep yourself from idols. And I'm asking myself, how do you tell this? How do you tell a Christian to keep himself from idols? Then I go to the Amplify and the Amplify says, little children, keep yourselves from idols, false gods, from anything and everything that will occupy the place in your heart that is due to God. From any sort of substitute for him that would take you take first place in your life amen so be it so we realize that it is easy for you to be serving idols without knowing yourself some of us we are actually serving our car anything you cannot live without is an idol so imagine in your life how many things you are worshiping i used to live in the in bronze in those days this man would get up early in the morning pastor Ima, and polish the car and then in the night he will come back and polish the car. Meanwhile, the car is the car have no garage. The car is on the street. Can I could imagine what happens to him in the night? I, I think he doesn't sleep. Watching through the window, making sure that nobody is stealing the car. Most of us are like that. There are other substitutes in your life. And the most easiest substitute in your life that you can substitute God for is money. Very easy. You can substitute money. For God, very easily, 
you can be worshiping God and actually God is not your God but money is your God. And so I realized that you need to understand and have a, a simple meaning to the purposes of money in your life. If you misunderstand that, you're going to have a problem. Number one, you save money. Number two, you spend money. Number three, you give money. Three purposes. Once you are saving and you are not spending and giving, then that money becomes your God. You are saving. You are, uh, in the, the word, let me change the word from saving. You are actually hoarding. And some of us, you can even hoard from your own self. You are withholding yourself. It's amazing how most of us can live in America here. You know, I'm talking about to my brothers from other parts of the world, especially from, you know, the other side. And it's amazing how you can live here. And for how many years you will never visit the restaurant, any good restaurant. I'm talking about good restaurant. I'm talking about good restaurant. I'm talking about the good restaurant. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the restaurant where, where the, 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 the menu doesn't have figures. It doesn't have, you know, you just choose the food. Not, you don't look at the price. Am I talking? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I, am I talking to somebody here? It's amazing how a lot of men here, after, oh my God, Lord, hold my mouth. A lot of African men can live here and for how many years they will never take their wives outside to eat outside because they, oh my God, Lord, Help me, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Your mind is always cement. Your mind is always blocks. Your mind is always iron rust. So you are denying yourself and denying your family. Not even your children can enjoy the money that is coming into your hands. May the Lord have mercy on you. Why are you so quiet? Okay, let's all stand together. Let's give, uh, let's give God a clap offering. Come on. You hear me? Greed. Incidentally, greed and covetousness has nothing to do with how much money you have. But it has everything to do with your heart condition. It talks about you can have you can you can have as little as two thousand dollars and you will be so greedy. No, but I mean you will not you will come. The people come to church late. Some people, when they are coming to church, they 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 know what is here, and they know what is here. So when they put their hand here, they know the money coming out. I mean the greed. Your offering, you it doesn't matter what is said. It does even if an angel comes from heaven to convince you that change the offering, you know that at your right pocket. Oh, when you put your hand there, that's it. Greedy. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. It said, the liberal soul shall be made fat. And he that watered shall also be watered himself. He that withhold corn, the people will curse him. The people will curse him. But the, but the people shall, shall curse him. But blessing shall be upon the head of him that giveth it. Okay, so so the Bible is telling us that 
that if when you can when you 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 withhold corn oh i, I used to have um my one of my grandfathers i lived with the, the man didn't have a the man never married the man didn't have children the man have inherited a lot of cocoa farm from the family and he has given them out to other people to farm and this man when the money comes he holds the money under him he will never give to anybody and uh, oh lord jesus and so those days this man would take a loaf of bread like this and then when the cocoa money comes he will open it into two he will open the bread into two every night and then he will pour condensed milk in it and then he will pour you uh, open corned beef and pour it into it and then he will open a sardine and pour them into it and then cover it and then put it under his cloth and then he's sitting there immediately he sees you coming he will hold his mouth so the children will be moving around nana it means get away from me I mean, he's so greedy. And you know what happened to him? When he died, and they were going to bury him, even the, the casket they put him in, at the cemetery, I heard the casket came off. And the body fall off. And then they turned the thing outside down, put him back in. And then, I mean, that's how greedy people, your end is never nice. Thank your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you greedy? Say, may the Lord help you today. I'm not here. Say, say, neighbor, are you greedy? Say, neighbor, learn to help other people with what you have. I'm not here. Come on, say, neighbor, neighbor, learn to help other people. Say, neighbor, love yourself and take care of yourself. Come on, say, amen. Don't be so greedy you can't even take care of your own self. Do I have an amen in the house? Come on, shout a big amen. Loving money is a dangerous thing. It's danger to put your all your love and everything in money. It's a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing. You know, we live in America here, and most most husbands and wives are roommates. We are roommates. Don't touch my money. Keep your money. I'll keep my money. I mean, you can, you can give yourselves to one another, but you can withhold your money from one another. Very dangerous. Greedy. You are not husband and wife. You are roommates. It's a business transaction. <laughs> Amen. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 5. Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. From set, withdraw yourself. There are some people in the church you need to just cut them off. One of them is greedy people. Any, you know, there are some people who will always complain about the what the church is doing. What, what the church the church is building the church is expanding you know uh, we have to start another project we have to do this and incidentally I can tell you because I've been a pastor for a long time most of the people that complain about project are the people who doesn't give a damn and you know why it is like a smoker uh, in church 
Any time you speak about smoking, they get angry. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? An adulterer. Any time you talk about adultery, so why can't you move on from there and talk some, about something else? You know why? Because you are being convicted. Can I have an amen in the house? The Bible says from search, turn away. Turn away from them. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain. There are a few things that are certain in life. One of the things that are certain in life. That you came here naked. You go naked. Certain. You cannot agree with that. We pray. You, you will not die in any accident. And have your body torn into pieces. It will never be your portion. Oh come on lift up your hand and shout. Amen. I say it will never be your portion. You will, you will end life well. Oh, I'm not. I say you will end life well. Am I talking to a believer here? Alzheimer's will never be your portion. They will not carry you to any hospital. Come on here. My God, am I talking to a believer here? I decree and pray for you in the name of Jesus that at your old age, you will still have 2020 vision. At your old age, you shall still be able to walk around. Come on, shout amen. If you are a man like me and you are holding a walking stick or you have a hat on, it's, because you can, it's not because you cannot walk. It's because walking stick is the style of old men. Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. It's not money. Money is not evil. Money is not evil. Money in the hands of the believer, the Christian, is a major weapon against iniquity. It's a major weapon against Satan. There comes a time in the life of a believer that it is not prayer that is going to deliver you, but it's money. It's money. When Jesus hung on the cross, all the 12 disciples that were with him, they fled. Why? Because they were broke. It was Joseph of Arimathea. The Bible says he was a counselor. The Bible says that he was a rich man. The Bible says he went before Pilate and forced Pilate to give up the body of Jesus. If that man was not there, the body of Jesus would have hung on the cross. And at his death, bears would have come to eat the body. Money is a powerful tool in the hands of a believer. Money destroys sin. There are people who are taken into self sex strafes. And it, it has taken people with money to go to certain parts of Africa to buy their freedom. To buy their freedom. They have been sold. Some of them, their parents have sold them. It's a dangerous thing for a believer to be without money. And it is more dangerous for a believer to have money and doesn't know the purpose for it. Can I have amen? Money in the hands of the wicked is a weapon against the church. Money in the hands of the ungodly man. Money in the hands of the ungodly people is a weapon against righteousness. It's a weapon. There are movements in America right now. The only reason why they are silencing everybody is because of money. I mean, if you play the fool, they will stop your business. It's money. They will cancel you. They will stop you. They will take you off the internet. They will make sure. They will make your life miserable. Why? Because of money. May the Lord never allow you to go without money. This year, the Lord will load you with benefits. I'm talking 
hungry people here. You will never be broke in your life. You will have money to solve every problem. Your children shall go to the best of the schools. I prophesy scholarships for your children, your sons and your daughters. I make a declaration in the name of Jesus. Anything you want to do by the grace of God, the Lord shall give you the money to do it. You will never be poor. You will never be broke. You will never go without money. Am I talking to a believer here? Can, can, you, can you respond somebody? I say you will never be broke. You will never go poor. You will discover the purpose of God's blessing in your life and the Lord will use you to do great things. Come on, shout hallelujah. Take your seat, take your seat. The Lord uses people who have overcome greed to do great things for the kingdom of God. The Lord uses people who have overcome greed to do great things for the kingdom of God. It is not how much money you have. It is how much space you have God in your heart. It's not how much money you have. It is the space you have created in your heart for God. Because money is a heart test. It tests your heart of the kind of person you are. Can I have amen? I'm not here. Can I have amen? Money in the hands of the righteous. Money is the wheel of the gospel. Amen. And, and I can be content because I am not controlled by things. Things doesn't have authority over me. I could let go my car easily. If God says it, I went to Ghana and um, I have shipped a BMW 7, 745 series to Ghana to go and use. I took the car. They, I paid so much money at the harbor. Took the car out of the harbor. I brought the car to the house. Then the spirit of the Lord said to me, I want you to give the car to this pastor. I said, oh no. Because I'm saying to myself, if this is the spirit of God, you should have told me in, in uh, New York then I would have told the person that, oh, I have a car for you. So send me money to send the car to you. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody here? But it never, the, the spirit of the Lord waited until I've shipped the car. I've gone to uh, take the car from the harbor. And then when the car came home, the spirit of the Lord said, now this car is for this person. And I was trying to resist. The spirit of God kept on speaking to me. And so I, I, uh, later I yielded and I called him. He came home and I gave him the hey, Jesus. I said, shut up and take the car. <laughs> yeah, I have to overcome, I, I have to overcome greed and understand the purpose why God because some of the things that God gives to us really is not for us, it's for other people. And as long as God can get it through me, God can get it to me. Let me say it again. As long as God can get it through me, God can get it to me. If God cannot get it through me, God cannot get it to me. Because once it gets to me, it will be blocked. And those for whom God sent it will never receive it. Why? Because God uses people here in the earth realm to do his purpose for other people. Are you clapping or you are doing something? Okay? So you take care of yourself. Allows you to take care of your family allows you to leave an inheritance for your children, your children's children. By doing so, you are able to leave a name and a legacy behind you. Hallelujah. Amen. It, it allows you to, to, to support the, the causes of God. Money allows you to support the causes of God. Let them shout for joy. That favors God's righteous cause. 
Psalm 35 verse 27. Let them shout for joy that favors God's righteous cause. I must come to a point in my life, identify God's cause, a cause, and stand with it. I need to find a cause. What is the cause in the house of God? What are we supposed to do here? I identify the cause and then I stand with it. The Bible says that let them shout with joy that favors God's righteous cause. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who have pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. As long as I can identify God's cause and stand with the cause, God will always have pleasure in my prosperity. When God is not interested about my well-being, it's because I am yet to identify God's cause and stand with it. Money has become a means, uh, I mean, by itself. It's not, it, it, it's the, money has become the end to everything. It's not a means to the end. So when it comes to me, I hold on to it. Amen? Money has influence. Amen? Money, when, when money loves you, you attract it through favor. When you love money, it moves away from you. To support Bishop Dominic New Love Alities Ministry, visit www.lfmic.org slash gift to give online and lfmic at aol.com or 914217001 on Cash App, Zelle, and PayPal, or... 02464714458 on MTN Mobile Money. Thank you. When money loves you, this year money will love you. I want you to go to seven people. Stand, stand with me and say, This year you shall attract money by favor. Oh, I will attract favor like a magnet. I release the anointing for favor over somebody. I decree and prophesy a 24-hour miracle is coming your way. I decree and prophesy by the time we end service today, your phone will ring and it will carry a promise to you. I decree and speak right now that, that this fast will not end tonight until God has brought a miracle into your house. A financial miracle. I prophesy scholarships and grants into your house. Struggles are being taken out of your life. In the name of Jesus, receive an anointing for prosperity. Am I talking to a believer here? Come on, shout a big amen. Favor is locating you right now. I'm not here. I say hallelujah. I'm not here. Come on, shout hallelujah. Oh, favor will find you this year. Favor will find you this year. A professor over you. You'll be driving your car. I and right it. at the traffic light, Amen. the red light will stop. The red light will stop you. The next person on the other side will tell you, roll your window down. Roll your window down. I just hear God telling me I must help you. Amen. Am, am I talking to somebody here? Favor is coming to your house. I Favor it. is coming to your house. I Blessing it. is coming to your house. I it. Finances are moving towards you. I it, it is like a current of fire Jesus. locating you. I decree by the word of the Lord. I take Every it. project Amen. that your hands have started shall be completed this year. I receive it. Come on, shout a big amen. Amen. Look at this scripture with me. Luke chapter 12, verse 13. And he said, One of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother 
to divide the inheritance with me. Speak to my brother to invite the, to divide the inheritance. If your father chose not to give you an inheritance, who am I to tell your brother who received the inheritance to share it with you? Your father gave the inheritance to your brother for whatever reason, I don't know. And you are telling me to come, so now you have an evil eyes. And he said unto him, man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? And he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consists not of the abundance of the things which he possesses. I love this scripture. You can look at me where I am and you see me, I'm, I'm renting and I don't have a car. And at this time, you'll be looking down on me and you think that I will never survive. You are, you are in for a shock. You are in for a shock. Because before your eyes, you see me rising up. Come on, I say before your eyes, you see me rising up. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I, am, I, am I speaking to somebody here? Because it is not things that make me. Things doesn't make me. Things doesn't make me. I, I, I am not made by things. It is who I am on the inside. I am somebody on the inside. There is a greater one on the inside. I have some qualities and I have favor residing on the inside of me. Am I talking to somebody here? Come on, shout a big amen. Shout a big amen. Hallelujah. Beware of God. A man's life. And he said unto, I said a parable unto them saying, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself. I want you to look at the, how many eyes. What shall I do? Number one. Okay. Now, the ground of this man brought forth abundantly. What did he do? Nothing. God just favored him. Some of the times in your life, you have to understand that it's not your education. It's not your certification. It is not your sophistication. It is not your position. It is just God's favor. It's just God's blessing. I say it all the time. It is If it is by qualification and education and by gifts and talent, then somebody like me, I'll have nothing. I'll have nothing. But thank God of the favor of God over my life. Come on, am I talking to somebody here? The favor of God over my life. I see God taking you from the back of the line and putting you in front of the line. I'm not here. I say, I see God taking you from the back of the line and placing you in the front of the line. Your heart must be in the right place, in the right thing. That's all. Make sure your disposition and your conversation is right. Your behavior, your, your, your attitude towards wealth and money and supply is right. And everything you need to come. Jesus said it in several different ways. Seeking first the kingdom of God and all these things. He said these things the Gentiles are looking for. And your heavenly father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And what he's saying to you is that whatever you need, I can supply. Your, your heart must be in the right thing. Find my cause. Favor my cause. Let your heart move to, be, be Have a heart that moves towards the things of God. Helping people. Feeding the poor. Doing something to help humanity. Your church. Be involved in your church. What can I do to make this thing get better? To, to go ahead. Where do, I, where do we go from here? There are certain messages we shouldn't even talk about. Like your tithe and your, your first fruits. You must move from there. And you ask, Lord, 
I, this year, I, I, I want to come to a point where my, my tithe is $10,000, $100,000. Lord, when I put my tithe there, Apostle Yuma must relax. Blessing the house of God. Can I have amen? The Bible says, I know what, I, what shall I do, number one. Because I have no room where to bestow my fruit. Number two, I. Number two, I. Okay, then he said, this is what I will do, number three. Number four, I will pull down my bands. Number five, and build greater. Then I will bestow all my fruit and my goods. I, I. And then number six, I will, I will say to my soul, so thou hast much good laid out for many years. Take thy ease and eat and drink and be merry. And then the verse 20 says, but God said to him, you are a fool. You are a fool. This night, your soul shall be required out of thee. Then whose shall these things be? So, then in verse 21, he says, So is he that laid up treasure for himself, and is not rich towards God. In the Amplified, he says, so is, with, so is with the one who continues to lay up and hold possessions for himself, and is not rich in his relation to God, this is how he fares. This is the way your end is. In the book of Joshua, that was the first battle that Joshua fought. The first battle, Dr. Robert, the first battle or the, the first victory was God's victory. And so that first victory was their first fruits. So God said to them, I don't want to read all those scriptures, but God said to them, nobody must touch it. He said, everything in there it, that, that you take possession of shall be an accursed thing. And the silver and the gold must come into the house of the Lord. Now, there is a difference between a cursed thing and then an accursed thing. Uh, when we say something is accursed, it has two double meanings. The, the Hebrew word is karam. Karam means when I take it, it becomes a curse. But when I give it out, it's a blessing to God. Okay, or the word "accursed" actually is the word "dedicated," something that is dedicated for the use of God exclusively. So God said, "the the the the, the first battle in in the land is mine. Everything that you collect in in Jericho is an accursed thing. It's a dedicated thing. It must come into the house of the Lord. Don't touch it." He said, "If you take you touch anything." That is an accursed dedicated to me. He said, you, You're going to be in trouble. And my, you will lose my presence. And something will happen to you. Remember the scripture. This is how they fare. Everybody who lives like that, this is the way they fare. So the Bible said, This man here, by name Achan, they went into the land. They fought the battle. God gave them the victory. Yeah, they put some work in, in it. But if God is not in it, no matter the work you put in, you still come back with zero. Yeah, I'm telling you. If God is not in it, do you know that if God is not in a battle, even the most smallest battle becomes a huge mountain for you to climb? Because God is not in it. I, I don't know about you. I, I need God in every aspect and area of my life this year. I need God's help. How many people need God's help this year? I need God to assist me. Man can take me that far. Man can take, but it takes God to there are certain victories that can only come 
by supernatural intervention in your life. Can I say amen? This year, anybody that to work against you, the, the, the hand of God will be against that person. I'm not here. I said the hand of God shall be against that person. Anybody that will seek to undermine you, the hand of God shall expose the person. Come on, shout amen. Anybody that will rise up against you, the hand of the Lord shall be against that person. This year, I decree and prophesy that victory in every area of your life, no matter the battle you fight, come on here, God shall always give you the victory. Come on, lift up your voice and shout a big amen. May the Lord give you the victory. Come on, say, may the Lord give you the victory. I'm not here. I say, may the Lord give you the victory. Amen. Come on, shout a big amen. Amen. And so they, God gave them the victory over the city of Jericho. It was a hard-fought battle. They put in a lot of effort and a lot of work. Now they go to the next battle, which is the city of Ai. And the city of Ai is a very small city. Very, very small. So they came together without inquiring from God. You know we do that all the time. The things that you think you can handle very easily. You don't even pray about it. Don't let that happen to you this year. Because me, I've been overwhelmed by those things. And so this one is easy. It doesn't even occur to me to see God's face. So this one, this is too easy, you know. And then you just step into it only to know that it was not as easy as you thought. That sometimes there are certain circumstances hidden in the thing that God must expose you to or expose them to you and have you correct them before you get into the battle. If, old, if only Joshua would have saw the face of God before they, uh, they, they went into I, God would have told him, listen, there is an accursing among you. Greed have made this man Achan taking what belongs to God. Anything that belongs to God is a sacrifice. When, you, when God requires something from you because it's a sacrifice. And you have to understand that if God doesn't accept what you gave, he also doesn't accept you. You know why? Because God judges us on the basis on what we do. It's not your person. It's not how beautiful you are. It is on the basis on what you do, what you give, or whatever it is. The Bible says by faith, by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. That, that even though he is not, the sacrifices are still speaking for him. The Bible says that through the sacrifices, he was, he was judged righteous. It's the sacrifices that made him who he is. So they didn't consult God. God also said nothing. Allowed them to go. They came together and said, listen, as for I, 3,000 people will be enough. Let's just take 3,000 people and go against I. They went 3,000 people and 36, 36 people died. 36 people, so it's just a few people. Even one person is enough. I'm not, I'm not ready to lose anybody. I'm not ready to lose anybody. Can I have a man? I say, I'm not ready to lose anybody. Even one loss is enough. It's, it, 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 I can't accept that. 36 people died. Then Joshua, they come back and Joshua went before God and Joshua began to cry. Oh, he cried. They declared a fast. And you know, I read the scripture all the time and it amazes me. God will not talk to him. He's crying and God is not saying anything. They are on the floor and God is not saying anything. They have ashes and sackcloth and God is not saying anything. Until Joshua said, made a statement. He said, Lord, you are, all these things is happening to us. 
Now what will you, what would the hidden say about your knee? And when he said that, he says, enough. He said, let me tell you what has happened. There is a secret here. There is a man by name Achan who have touched what he shouldn't touch. And he has collected them. And so I will never be among you. I will never fight for you anymore. I will never do anything for you until you remove their casting. Listen to me. There are times in your life you are looking for victory in certain areas of your life. But there is something in your heart and in your life that is blocking the breakthrough. This is the reason why sometimes we will pray and pray and, and nothing is happening. Sometimes you need to check yourself. Reconcile with yourself. Because sometimes the problem is not with God. The problem is not even Satan. The problem is yourself. You, you, you are your own problem. You have disobeyed God in certain areas of your life. And you are saying God understand. Maybe God doesn't understand anything. <laughs> because he's not a man to understand. God doesn't understand you. Hear me. If, if you are robbing God, God doesn't understand why you are robbing him. So Lord, I have to pay my connection. God, you, know, you understand that, you know, uh, 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 we just, Christmas just finished and I have a lot of bills and you understand me that I need to take care of this, you know. God doesn't understand. You know why? Because God is not a man to understand you. Does he understand? So they bring this young, uh, uh, this family together and, and Joshua says, tell us, tell us what happened. And the Bible says they go in and then he said, I have sinned and I have stolen and I've become greedy. I've become greedy and I have touched what I shouldn't touch. And he said, give glory to God. Why do you trouble us? He said, you have troubled us. Sometimes it is not Satan who is troubling you. It is you who is troubling yourself. It's you who is troubling yourself. It's not Satan. You know, you know, you, you heard a story about one day uh, Satan is sitting somewhere crying. You heard that story before. And <laughs> you heard that story. I said, ah, everything is Satan. Everything is Satan. As for this one, I know nothing about it. It's not Satan. It's greed. God said, everything that you take is mine. You heard the instructions. And sometimes because you don't physically encounter God, it is so easy. But God, you can't encounter him physically because he's a spirit. But he's there with us. He's among us. He sees your actions. He sees what you are doing. He, when you are disobedient, he sees. When you obey him, he knows. He, Jehovah sees. Jehovah knows. Jehovah, Jehovah feels. He, he knows. He sees. He, he knows everything you are going through. And Joshua said unto Achan, my son, give, I, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel and make confession unto him. And tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. And thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, then I coveted it. I coveted them. Covetousness. I coveted them and I took them and behold they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver upon it and they send messengers and Joshua said you have troubled Israel 
and the Lord will trouble you today. Can you something as small as, as I mean, something that is so insignificant? The whole family was taken into the valley of Acor, and then they stoned them. And from that day, the name, the, the family, that particular family in Judah was totally removed from the history books. Can you imagine something as small as giving to God what belongs to him? Something that's that small. You see, sometimes you are looking for, you know, so uh, uh, he went to kill somebody. He, no, something so small that have been able to destroy entire generations because the man coveted what he shouldn't covet and took it. All the problem we have in this world, most of them are coming from covetousness. All the problem we have. All the family problem we have, the problem between sisters and sisters, brothers and brothers, uh, uh, brothers, children fighting against one another, is it, nothing else but covetousness. You know what I say? I say this all the time. If God doesn't give it to me, I don't, I don't want it. That's it. If God doesn't give me, I don't want it. When you are covetous, you will lose your rest. You will lose your peace. You lose favor. You develop an evil eye. Very soon, witchcraft will set into you. You start killing other people for what you need. You will do everything. You will do everything to get what you are looking for. Including compromising your integrity and your principles. It's a dangerous thing when you allow covetousness to take over your life. It is more dangerous when at the time in the kingdom of God, when God's, when the causes of God has been, are being put before us and you know that God gave you this for the kingdom of God and you hold on to it, it becomes more dangerous. Church, this morning I want to submit to you that God is going to do some extraordinary, incredible miracles for you this year. I'm not here. I say this year, God is going to do some incredible miracles. Amen. I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but there are people here that your presence is going to create confusion in the heart of your enemies. Amen. I, am I talking to somebody here? Amen. Some demons in the heart of your enemies are going to be stirred up. When they hear the goodness of the Lord over your life. Amen. Am I talking to a believer here? Yes. This year God is going to open doors for you. Yes. This year God is going to pave the way for you. Yes. Where there is no way. Miracles are coming your way. Amen. You are going to do things that you have never tried to do before. It is it. going to blow your mind. Amen. It is going to blow your mind. Amen. God is going to take you beyond your normal income. Amen. And God is going to do something in your life that will go beyond your normal salary, your normal income, your normal inflow of cash. Yes. It will be supernatural amen. in the hands of God. Come amen. on, say amen. amen. And God sent me this morning to tell you that the only thing he wanted to overcome is greed. Amen. If God gave it to you for a particular purpose, give it back. If you know that God 
you are you are speaking to me to get involved in this the reason why money doesn't flow to us because god knows that if he give it to you it will be stuck with you so god is trying to look for somebody he's always looking who can i find and it's amazing penny that most of the time if you pick out a hundred people you may find only one person among the hundred whose heart so he says the eye of the lord is moving through and through throughout the whole world why is it that his eyes is moving throughout the whole world and can't find one person because of greed in our heart may the lord help us and may the lord forgive us amen may the lord do something in our heart amen may the lord cause us to overcome every kind of greed amen may the lord use us to build this kingdom amen may we become instruments in the hands of god for greater work amen. may our name be written in heaven may god acknowledge and recognize our faithfulness Jesus. and send an angel to us like he did to colonius colonius your prayers and your arms giving has come before god as a memorial may our giving become a memorial in heaven Anytime we cry to God, may God see our our sacrifices in heaven. May our sacrifices Jesus. speak for us in heaven Amen. and speak for our children in heaven. Amen. Am I talking to a believer here? Yes. I say, may your sacrifices. Amen. Let's stand together. To support Bishop Dominic New Love Alities Ministry, visit www.lfmic.org slash gift to give online and lfmic at aol.com or 914217001 on Cash App, Zelle, and PayPal, or 0246471458 on MTN Mobile Money. Thank you. If I can only find one person. I am not looking for all the sons, all the sons of Jesse. I am just looking for David, the son of Jesse. If I can find David, the son of Jesse, I will bring down this Goliath. Yeah. I am not, I'm not looking for everybody. I'm looking for one person whose heart is for God, who understands the covenant relationship he has with God. I'm looking for one person who is sold out. Father, let me be that one. Let me be the one you can count on. I want to favor your cause in this end time. I want to favor your cause. Father, life is meaningless without you. Life is not worth living without you. I don't know what I would do without your work. I am obsessed of you and your work. I ask in the name of Jesus that every day of my life you will give to me so I can give to the work of God because you need me as an instrument. Father, keep me alive. Keep my family alive for the sake of the work of God, for the sake of the kingdom of God, for the sake of your man of God, for the sake of your causes on earth. Father, you have found one. You have found me, Lord, and I want you to use me. You have found me. I want this to be your prayer. I want you to say, Lord, you have found me. I have overcome every form of covetousness. Overcome. 
I will favor your cause. Favor your cause. I will favor your cause. Favor your cause. In the land of the living. In the land of the living. Because of me. Because of me. Your work. Your work. Will go forward. Will go forward. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's shout the big amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands Take your seat, please. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.lfmic.org today for more information about the ministry of Dr. Dominic Alati. For more video and audio messages, find us on YouTube at Conquest TV and Dominic Alati Ministries and Living Faith Ministries International Church on Facebook for more information on our upcoming programs. Follow us on Living Faith Rima House Ghana on Instagram and please subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Subscribe also to our YouTube channel for live service and many more. God bless you.